What's up, besties? I am so excited that you're here. If you want to hear the beginning of the story, go back to episode one. I talk about my background and how I got into food and how I started to make the leap into ice cream. And now we're going to talk about the rest of the story. So Mike and I had this aha moment when this lady who came in her Eskimo parka in the middle of a blizzard in January to our random Thai restaurant asking for ice cream and not any Thai food. And I remember we looked at each other a little puzzled, but then thinking, we've been doing this ice cream thing just as a dessert option at our restaurant. This keeps happening where people are asking us to package it. Can you put it in a container so I can take it home? Can you do these other flavors? And it just became louder and louder, the voices of our customers. And it wasn't anything that I ever thought about when we started doing it. And I think that's actually one of the greatest things is that so many choices that we've made along our business journey has been from customers because the customer voice got louder and louder. And we thought maybe we should do what they're asking us to do because that's what they want. We thought, well, the restaurant's not really busy in the summer and summer is ice cream time. So maybe we can make ice cream and go sell it at the farmer's market. That was really the first thought. And it progressed into, well, if we're going to make it, we're going to need to get something bigger than the two-quart Cuisinart. Mike, who is the numbers guy, he's always been the numbers guy. I am more of the creative brain. At the time, the baseline commercial machine was $10,000. He crunched some numbers and said, if you can sell one and a half pints for the next five years, we will be okay. Buying this machine will not bankrupt us. We will get a loan and we end up getting the machine, started making it on a commercial level. So another big decision we made was instead of trying to call it Thai Orchid Cafe ice cream, which I think would have just really confused people, we said, why don't we give this its own brand? So part of the story is Crank is the old fashioned way of making ice cream and then Boom would be the flavor. So if you're eating bourbon and honey ice cream, you would get Boom bourbon flavor and Boom honey flavor and it would be really in your face. Just like Thai food is flavor in your face. We end up deciding, let's just get a cart, a little ice cream cart, and then we would also get a tent so that when we showed up, we would be branded and all that jazz. The very first day we had an event, we set up our purple tent and we set up our cart and the branding company is literally bringing hot shirts off the press with our Crank and Boom logo. And it's our very first event as Crank and Boom. And that was 10 years ago in 2013. So this is a momentous year thinking about those very first moments. And that was our first event. And at that point, just opening the tent and being open for business, that was enough for me. I didn't actually even care if we sold a lick of ice cream. I was just so glad at that point because that whole process probably took four or five months of the branding and ordering a cart and then wondering if the cart, the cart didn't actually come in until about three days before the event. So I was just happy to get to that point. I really didn't even care if I sold a single scoop. I don't remember how much we sold. We did sell some ice cream and I was perfectly satisfied with that, but we had already booked a whole summer's worth of events. And I knew that if I really wanted to get the brand in front of people and to get people to try it, I had to just show up at literally everything I could. So I just started saying yes to everything. 
So if you had 10 people at your birthday party, I said, yes, I will be there. I looked up every festival I could find within a 50 mile radius. I signed up for them. Anyone who asked us to come to an event, we showed up at some events and there were probably 20 people there. And I don't even think we made any sales, but we just wanted to show up anyways. And I remember people telling us like, oh, you guys are everywhere. I was like, yes, we are. That's very intentional. So even though we had this ice cream at our Thai restaurant, people started associating our ice cream with being at festivals. And so they would go to a festival and think, oh, I got to find Crank and Boom. And we would get these insanely long lines, which is humbling as anything, as someone starting out, hoping that anybody will try your stuff. So our cute little farmer's market summer ended up being probably a hundred events that Mike and I would personally go and set up. We did have a team that would help work those events, but we were still running the restaurant full-time at this point. My schedule on the weekends was I would go to work on Friday at 10 o'clock or so, and then I'd work all day, and then we'd close up the restaurant at 10, 11 o'clock, maybe midnight some days, and then we would go home and shower and sleep for a couple hours, wake up at 3, to go get set up for the farmer's market. And that was basically how we ran all our summers for at least three summers. And that was our schedule every weekend. And we just, we wore ourselves to the bone. It was, it was a lot, but we did it. We were able to really build the brand that way. We were able to get in front of people where people recognized us and they asked for the purple tent. And it just started to build this magical thing. And it was, an exciting time, but it was also an exhausting time. I don't know of anything that is easy when you're trying to build something, at least build it in the way that's authentic and true and purposeful. And you have to dig deep and you have to remind yourself why you are doing it because there will be times that you question, why on earth am I doing this? This is insane. I still feel that way. Hey friends, Tao here, popping in to share my excitement about one of my favorite companies in the whole world, Holly Hill & Co. If you are like me and are obsessed with food, especially local food, you will appreciate those special ties that happen around the table. Holly Hill & Co. believes, like I do, that food creates connection and community unlike anything else. That's why they take care to strengthen the ties across the generations between family, the farmer, and the land, all the way to the food that ends up on your table. You can experience exactly what this means at one of Holly Hill's nine unique Central Kentucky restaurants and through subscribing through their beautiful emails. If you're in Kentucky, be sure to find the nearest location and get ready for an amazing experience with the most fantastic food. Holly Hill's co-founder is none other than my dear friend, James Beard-nominated chef Weta Michael, who's been a force on the Kentucky food scene for over 20 years. Learn more about their incredible food community by visiting hollyhillandco.com, where you'll find stories, recipes, how-tos, and even curated gifts. Again, that's hollyhillandco.com, and let them know that Tao from Crankenboom sent you. Hey friends, we couldn't be more stoked to have another amazing partner as one of our lead sponsors for the Crank and Boom podcast. I'm talking about none other than our friends at Gold Belly. If you haven't heard of Gold Belly, I am about to change your life because they are America's number one food marketplace and they ship the most famous, 
most regional iconic foods from right around the country, right to your door. I honestly can't tell you how incredible it's been to work with these folks. We've been partnering with them since 2019, and since then, we have shipped our ice cream to all 50 states and Canada. What a fantastic way for our family business to reach a nationwide audience from our little corner of Kentucky. We're in pretty amazing company, too, because they have everything from meal kits from top chefs like Nancy Silverton or Danny Meyer to local regional classics like Maine Lobster Rolls or Texas Brisket. And again, it's all available to ship right to your door. Just talking about this makes me so very hungry. So if you haven't taken advantage of Goldbelly's amazing offers, now's the time. Run over to their website at goldbelly.com and make your foodie dreams come true. That's goldbelly.com. And be sure to add a collection or two of Crank and Boom ice cream to your cart as well. So we're doing all these different events at festivals and weddings and farmers markets and people would come up to our cart and they would ask, well, where is your store? And I would tell them, well, we don't really have a store, but we have a Thai restaurant where you can get it. And at this point, there's a few grocery stores and restaurants that you can get it. And that whole narrative answering that question in that very long roundabout way would just make people's eyes glaze over because it just it didn't seem to really connect. And for them, honestly, it was a lot of work to just try to figure out where to get our product. And over time, we kept getting this question again, when the voices start getting louder and louder and more repetitive, it's a sign for you, maybe you should listen, because that's what people want. And then eventually the question evolved into, will you all please open a store? Please open a store. Can you open a store? And at this time, we still had our restaurant, we were doing wholesale, and we were also doing this crazy festival schedule. And I just had no space to add anything else to our plate, especially adding another restaurant and another brick and mortar to our plate. But by chance, we had a friend of mine who is a real estate broker. He left his card and said, I've got some spots that I think would be a great place for you to open a store. And by chance, one of the locations that he had sent, I sent this to Mike because we are nerdy about real estate. We just like looking at buildings. They're really fun to dream and think about and just look at. So I sent it to him in case something sparked something. And he said to me, oh, that's my building. And he was referring to what is now our Manchester location in the distillery district. And I said, what do you mean it is your building? And he said, well, when I moved here in Lexington, you know, 20 some years ago, I looked at that building and thought, someone needs to do something with that building because it's on a main street. It's really close to downtown. Well, now there were people who were starting to do something with these old buildings. And we had the opportunity to go check out this one standalone building that used to be the office building for the James E. Pepper Distillery. And I remember walking into the building and I got to the top of the stairs and I just thought, oh man, this would be an awesome dance party room. And I had all these visions about people having their birthday parties and turning it into an event space. And how cool would it be to have an ice cream shop that also served alcohol, we could do boozy desserts and have this kind of dessert and ice cream lounge concept. So we ended up being able to get the building and renovate it. It was a lot of headache and work and a lot of tears and a lot of heartache trying to get an old building up to snuff, but eventually we were able to open and that was how we got our first location. 
It's a huge step to go from basically a mobile concept that has no rent and very little overhead to make the leap to be in a brick and mortar location. So even though we had experience in restaurants, it's still a huge investment. It is a huge risk. We were going into an area that was not the best area for retail. And it just, it, it didn't seem like a smart idea from most people's perspective. But then at the same time, sometimes you just have to follow your gut and you just have to take a chance. And that's where we were. We were willing to think through what's the worst that can happen, and we're at peace with that. For me, it's always been about the regret of not trying is much more deeply hurting to me than what might happen if something we do doesn't work out the way we want it to. So I just want you to know that it's okay to be scared if you're going to take the big leap into something. Having a brick and mortar space is a huge risk and you just don't know what is going to happen. But sometimes if you just believe in your gut that it's the right move, sometimes it's just worth a try. Being able to kind of launch this concept that we had created all on our own, you know, we had opened this Thai restaurant, but so much of it was based off of what my parents had done and not that you know, I had to create my own thing, but it was kind of cool that I did. It was neat that it was rooted in my culture and my heritage in the way that it was made and crafted. And basically everything that I had done up to then in my life from being able to pour water when I was a kid, it felt like all of those experiences had culminated to this moment where now I have this store and Mike and I had built this other thing together and it was just the next stage of our life and my vision for that store was that it would become a place of community and that it would be another community center where we could bring people together that we could build memories together that people would come to celebrate their moments, their good moments, and then also help to make their bad moments better. And I just, it was just neat to, to open the door and actually get there to that place. So what on earth am I doing on a podcast? And why are we here? Many things. It was one of those things that I felt on my heart. I started listening to a lot of different podcasts and I really connected with a lot of different messages that I was listening to. And I would have those aha moments of something I heard on a podcast that I thought, oh, that makes so much sense. And now I have a different perspective. And I, by nature, love telling stories. I love sharing our story. I love telling people about the disastrous whatever that happened many years ago and what we learned from it and how we laugh about it now. And I know that one of the toughest things about entrepreneurship is the isolation that you feel. And one of the hardest things when you're trying to start something on your own is to ask for help. And so if I can be a voice and your small business BFF in your ear telling you that it's gonna be all right, it's okay if you cry every day in your closet, because I've been there, is okay for all those things. But it's also okay to dream and it's okay to work towards something and it's okay to do something for yourself. And it's okay to want that for yourself because you're worth it and you deserve an amazing life that's full of joy and purpose. And I just want my story and our story to show you that there is a way to do it. There's a way to be in business. There's a way to make a comfortable living 
there's a way to live the life that you want to live. And I hope that I can be your guide on your journey. I hope that we can be friends and I hope that you can find me as someone who has been there and someone that you can rely on to cheer you on and to tell you that you can do this. And I hope that we can have a whole lot of fun along the way because I'm excited to be here and I am excited for you to join our community and we're also gonna talk about ice cream, which is gonna be super fun, but I just, I can't wait. So thanks for being on this journey with us. Thanks for listening to the Crank and Boom podcast. You can find show notes for this episode over at crankandboompodcast.com, where you can stay up to date on all things podcasts, hear about our new flavors, and see how we're trying to help out one scoop at a time. Thanks again so much for being here. If you want conversations like this every week, click the follow button on our show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you liked what you heard today, please leave a review. That helps other people find us too. And I would love to hear what you have to say about what we're talking about. So that's all I've got for you today. I can't wait to meet you here again soon. Until next time, peace. This is a production of Four Eyes Media.